Hey there, Internet. It is officially the end of 2015. This is the last episode of this season of the Buckup Princess podcast. I'm Joey Zittman. I'm still driving the ship, and I have a shit ton of people here. So starting from my left, you may as well introduce yourselves. One of you is wild and just appeared. <laughs> I'm Justin. What? And I'm here. Yeah. More importantly. Do you have a last name, buddy? Eaton. That works, too. My whole name is Compound Words. <laughs> <laughs> And continuing around the circle clockwise is Dane Henson, and I'm pretty sure the last one I was in was the last of best of last year. Yep, that best is of it. last year. That was, was the last one year. Finished long time, son. That was a good one. That was a long one. I just listened to that not too long ago. It's a good one. It was a good one. It's not as good as the hack and slash one. Woo! Which I was a part of. I'm Andrew Thede. I'm starting to become a regular here, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And then, who do we have dicking around on their phone that didn't play any games in 2015? I played games, just... You played games. I played games. You played games. There were multiple, it's just that Joey has said that they can't be on this list. Because they didn't technically come out in 2015. It's okay, I felt the Yeah, because you one. played game. It's okay, that's the only game that I played for like three-fourths of the year, and I crammed the rest of my list in like the last half <laughs> I, I stated beforehand, by the way, this is Big Mike again. Uh, <laughs> you may remember me from such epic rants as why the fuck is this happening? And I can't think of specifics right now, but you. You also coined Bull Fucking Christ a while ago. Yeah, that was like years ago, though. <laughs> Alright? Some bullshit platforming no. crap. Oh, no, okay. oh, that was that was back at your. Uh, fucking old apartment office. So, uh, Big Mike was trying to finish off Mario 3 because we were having a speed run contest to see who could knock it out the quickest. And I was doing fucking flawlessly up until, like, the last <laughs> fucking level of the damn castle. <laughs> and it's the goddamn part where you have the donuts, you know, and you have to kind of keep jumping or the donuts fall, you know, and you're going over the lava pit. And, like, every single fucking time I just, I kept missing the goddamn jump to get to the high spot to get to, to skip the, the one portion of the castle. You know what I'm referring to? No. Keep going, though. Okay. There's basically, there's like three doors, or two or two doors you can go through at that part. If you get the highest door, you skip a section of the castle. Okay. So I'm going for fucking speed here. Yeah. And I kept missing the fucking jump, and I fell into the lava like three times, and apparently bull fucking Christ is what came out of my life. Bull fucking Christ. So, with the, I don't remember, was there a controller throw? Yeah, there was. There was a controller throw. Seals the deal. Or a Wii, a Wii mode throw. No, it was an AS control. We were playing old school. Were we school. playing yeah. on the old school? Uh, yeah. It's been a while. Dude. That, was like, that was like five years ago. <laughs> so. <laughs> but since none of my games count this year, so I'm, I'm just going to be devil's advocate and go off on rants again. Yep, you're also the uh, tally keeper because if any game. Uh, so I'll knock out the rules really quick because we're doing this by committee. If any game gets three or more votes, so if it's on three lists or more, it's automatically a part of the top five. It doesn't necessarily mean it wins, but we fight it out after that. So Mike has a pen and a piece of paper because we're kicking it way old school. And so what's going to happen when six games total end up getting three or more votes? Uh, then we have to kick one off, apparently. So it's not an automatic in the top five. <clears throat> it should be an automatic in the top five because I'm pretty sure we have different lists. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be okay. I just want to state one thing here. Fire away. You can actually get down on the first two if you want to. Well, this is this is a completely subjective list of the games that we have played this year. There's oh. going to be a shit ton of games that people are going to be like, 
well, this game is so much better, and I liked this game, and this game was the best game. How can you not putting this game up there? Sorry, if we didn't fucking years. play it, we're not putting it on the list. It's not fair. Dude, you can't pee on the internet from 40 feet away. That's I not can nice. piss on the internet all I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is this is our list, and it's our podcast. That's well, not the point. My list is pretty factual. I don't know about you guys. Factual. <laughs> my oh, subjective no. list is correct. Your subjective <laughs> list is wrong. My factual list. Is correct. <laughs> no, Let's get that out of the way right now. My list is the most correct, so yeah. it's gonna be okay. I don't know. By laws of the podcast, technically Joey's is the most correct. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're all mostly equal here. Well, unfortunately, no, Paul couldn't make it this afternoon. We apologize ahead of time for Paul not bringing up such masterpieces as Metal Gear Solid Five. Go for Comic it. Relief is no, no. You don't want that. That'll be the next two hours of this podcast. <laughs> talking about how much I hate that game. Or Fallout Four, unless Dane snuck that in there somewhere. All right. Is that a no or is that a maybe? <laughs> That's a maybe. We'll see how this turns out. Oh, I should put it on his list. Oh, I gotta fuck. prepare myself. I'm I'm getting my cat's lap hand ready. Yeah, same here. So, Mike, if you want to get down, uh, we're going to start off with the uh, two easy categories. So we have a palate cleanser before we all try to roadhouse tear each other's throats out. Um, uh, Category number one is, what was your favorite remake or DLC of 2015? So, uh, Taken King. (laughs) Next category. I think I'm taking my answer Taken King, too. I kind of have to. Elaborate? Yeah, I was going to say, you you guys already... I've gone off on this numerous times. On we went out of order, so just finish now. Yeah, I was going to say, you already kicked the pig, and I didn't even get to say Jamestown, so fucking go for it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I think, as I've stated multiple times on past podcasts, um, I enjoy games that are fun to play and control well, despite the downfalls and the, and the big things people have said about Destiny as far as the bad things about Destiny, you, you, you can't deny the fact that it is a mechanically sound, uh, fun-to-play shooter. And they added so much with Taken King, and they actually listened to the audience of what people were asking for and what people wanted. They added that in, and it just made the game that much better than it already is. So. Nah, he pretty much hit all the notes. I mean, there's still a lot that... Bungie has to learn, and I do feel like if you were to look at the complete list of changes and stuff, there are some things that I don't really necessarily agree with, but overall, I mean, I have put maybe, since the game came out, like 200 hours into the just Taken King content alone, and that's more than I can say for Classic Destiny, because with Classic Destiny, I would go on a binge for like a couple weeks of just non-stop playing that game, and then I would go for a month without touching it, just because I was so sick of it, because it was all so samey, but every time you log on to uh, Destiny Taken King, I mean, there's this new quest for this new exotic thing, or there's this new story thing, and I check Reddit, maybe there's this cool new hidden ghost somewhere that no one knew about, and there's some new puzzle somewhere, and it's just... The hidden exotics, the, the hidden exotics that, that are coming around with only being done when, like, a certain quest is available for, like, the heroic daily... Yes. ...is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, have you gone for the uh, No Time to Explain yet? I finally got that last week, actually. I mean, that, that portion, I mean, like, it makes me wonder how anyone discovered that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, it's, or even the Black Spindle, you know? Yeah, well, Black Spindle sort of makes sense. I actually, uh, me and my buddies found that out on our own, just dicking around, because if you actually scan the door that you go through yes. to get to this, the Black Spindle area, the ghost will actually talk about how you just missed them. Like, it's a faster. Yeah. So you see the door closing off in the distance when you enter that room, but... Fucking uh, the paradox 
mission, getting all the ghosts in that. Yes. I don't know who the hell decided to check all those different areas, but I'm mm-hmm. sure that was that that was surreal. For those of you who either haven't played Destiny or don't know what the hell we're talking about or played Destiny and still don't know what we're talking about, um, they added um, exotics are basically the best weapon category or armor category that you can get, or they're supposed to be the best. At least um, the most unique. The most unique, at least, yes. They all generally have a very distinct, unique trait. They're all generally very good for their <laughs> subclass of weapon they are. In previous, in a vanilla Destiny, original Destiny, you either got them as just random drops from uh, from Ingrams or from bosses, and that was about it. But um, now... But but now it feels so good. It really does. (laughs) No, but now they've added in a ridiculously cool feature where um, there are specific missions where there are additional like tasks that you can do. That like literally you have to explore and just to a a, a ridiculous extent. So and it's it's just added such a uh, level of depth to the gameplay for it, which I just found it to be incredibly cool, and that's why it is my winner for this category. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great great winner, nicely done. Next Dan, category. Dan, you're a Destiny monkey. Do you have anything to add into that, or uh, yeah. are you pretty on board? <clears throat> no. So like when Vanilla Destiny came out, I put like maybe ten hours into it, dropped it because it was so fucking boring, and then The Taken King came out. I bought it on a whim for right because it's just right when I got my PS4, and I. Poured 160 hours into it, and then brick wall, and I was done. And I haven't touched it since, and I probably won't touch it. It was great. I'm glad that Bungie fixed stuff, and goddamn, the raid team did an amazing job. I played that raid maybe 15 times, and it's fun, because it's co-op, and I like... Have you I done like, the new challenge modes yet? No, because my raid team fell apart, because everyone stopped playing. Okay, me, it was It was not only me. It was me, me and 14 other people all stopped playing at the same time, because we just we moved on to bigger and better things, but it was fun while I said I liked it. And the new monthly events that they're adding now. Yeah, but it's it's definitely not my. Okay, we, we stop there just a little bit. We're gonna have this whole fucking tangent about this game. Just put us in a room and let us do a Destiny podcast. It's yeah, so I was fun. gonna say you guys can go hang out and blow Bungie all you want. It'll be all right. We'll make a date. It'll be cute. <laughs> so you're you're picking Taken King as well. You're you jumping on board or? Uh, honestly, as I. I kind of have to. As much as I like DMC Definitive Edition, and I really respect that they took an already great game and made it pretty much perfect, I think taking something that was... Admittedly, I loved Vanilla Destiny. Taking something that was fundamentally broken and shit in so many ways and actually making it something that even detractors can honestly say, yeah, that's actually pretty fucking good now, is way more uh, respectable defeat. And I really... My hat's off to Bungie for learning so much in such a short period of time. I can totally live with that. All right, that brings us to Dane. What's your uh, what's your honorable mention, Senor? What was your favorite DLC or remake? My favorite DLC was by far uh, the Terraria 1.3 update this year that they brought out. Who expected that? Yeah, I didn't expect that. What the fuck is Terraria? So, so <laughs> Terraria is 2D Minecraft. With, oh, okay. So with, with, with a purpose. So it basically has a Borderlands looting system where you get modifiers for specific guns. It has a basically a string of bosses that you continuously fight. And it's basically a platformer. Okay. With free-range shooting um, and melee weapons and stuff. They... 1.3 edition added... This is sounding like Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. I mean, no, well, it's, it's open, like, roaming. It's not like a... Okay. It's not like a, a platformer, like a, you know, you're scrolling from right to left. But there's, it, like, It's more of an open world. There's simplified crafting. It does the crafting for you if you have the stuff in your inventory. Like, it's not a... I would definitely say it's not a Minecraft clone. 
But no, they, it's not a club. They added a ton of bosses. They added a hardcore mode, which is significantly harder. They added 800 new items. The cool thing about it is this whole expansion was free. It was just, if you had the game, it just automatically updated for you. And since the update, I put in 130 hours into it. Free and, updates are where it's And that's game. like, where if you can get a game that I paid for the original game, $2.49, and then give me a free expansion that gives me, you know, 100 plus hours of gameplay, that's that's great. And it's, you know, it's an adorable 32-bit, you know, style kind of side-scrolling, open-roaming, Minecrafty thing. And it's just a beautiful game. Nice. I'm all for it. That sometimes I download it and put like you an did? hour in. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's more fun. It's a fun fucking game. It looks like Scribblenauts, but I get like a Minecraft feel of the game. You know what? And I don't know what to do. I need a buddy. It was a it was a Steam, yeah, sale. It was a Steam, it was a Steam sale pickup for me, mm-hmm. and I think I had maybe like an hour into it. Yeah. So, but I, I might give like, it away. It was like, oh, two bucks, sure, yeah. Steam, boom. It's an adorable little game. It was fun. All right, I'm for it. What's yours, man? What do you got? Uh, I decided to settle on Journey for remake. Um, just on a personal level, I, I love Journey. Like, I, it did, she and it's a glorious. It's the most beautiful sand I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, that, dude. That's what did it. Like, the the, the motions of the original and, and everything that that fairly short Journey took you through was really good, but just like really bringing it to like that IMAX 3D kind of feel when you bring it to the current gen, and just feeling like the the graphics and the sound and everything just work together to really drive that emotion. And it made me want to like hundred percent it. I platinum there's no platinum but i like went through and grabbed every trophy that i never cared about yep. on the ps3 and got my white robe and then i started just booting it up like in oh, random afternoons the white to, robe, you. to help a bro out <laughs> just because i knew like if i found a stranger and i'm in the white robe he would probably be freaking out wherever he is in texas like i found a guy with a white robe i gotta follow him around he knows what because i did that four times playing through it with other guys in white robes so um, that's the one I gave it to. Uh, I gotta give a, a little honorary mention to the Bloodborne Old Hunters, because that immediately booted me right back into like a, a Minerva's Den for your Bioshock, where you loved the original and nothing could take anything away from that. But a DLC that just drives you right back into that world with a slight little, like, either whether it's a prequel feel or mm-hmm. a, a side story to a Joel and Ellie kind of a thing, like for Bloodborne. And it put me right back in Yarnum, but it put me where the Old Hunters were, where this... It looks like an earthquake happened in the town, and it's in biblical times, but it's the same town I went through the first time I played. It just is entirely different at the same time, uh, and, I, and I loved it. I'm only 20% though, so I didn't really feel confident giving it the full vote. Did a prequel DLC? Uh, I mean, they're, they're calling it an expansion. They had plans for two separate DLCs, and they just, and they combined, just combined it. Yeah. So, like, I've beaten three bosses. They all gave me better feelings of accomplishment than previous Bloodborne bosses have, but I'm only about... Probably 30% in this expansion, so it's got tons of content. Um, I think it tripled the available weapons in the system. It, um, I heard it was a t- yeah, I, I heard it was a lot of content it, that they It was the added. icing on the Bloodborne cake, where I, I was just kind of like, thank you so much for just like... I also heard, and you would know obviously, because you've played it, mm-hmm. um, that it's not just like a tacked-on expansion where it's like, I'm going to do the expansion aspect now, where it's right. actually like... You actually have to find where the expansion starts in the game. Yep. Like it would be like if some random you know shop in Ocarina, you go back to like that Hyrule Village and you talk to the one guy and he opens the door you can never go into. Exactly. And all of a sudden there's a side expansion in Ocarina. That's what Bloodborne did for my. <laughs> oh, uh, it was so it was my yeah. RPG. It was just kind of like, hey, go back by that chapel and if you gave us twenty bucks, uh, talk to this guy I know and he's gonna give you a whole another fifty hours of gameplay that you'll love. They they melded it into the existing game very yeah. well from what very, I heard. Very well, yeah. That's super cool. Good no, job, Bloodborne. No, reading I, the PlayStation blog post about it. And it, reading the list of things it sounded like it was one of those things to where if someone were to tell me to do all that stuff in se- in sequence, 
I would have told them to go fuck themselves and lying to me. Right. <laughs> it, it was totally, it was a total Bloodborne thing to do. It was a total fuck off yeah, thing to do in terms of how you actually totally get to it. Arbitrary. Very it's reminiscent. So cool. They actually put game feel into accessing an expansion pack. Who the fuck's ever heard of that? Very yeah. reminiscent to how you access the new exotics in Destiny of the Taken King. Hey! Oh, and then, <laughs> Old Hunters is kind of that Taken King. I mean, Vanilla Bloodborne probably beats, definitely beats Vanilla Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> but Taken King and Old Hunters are very much alike, where it's like, alright, whether you love the core or not, this is bringing everybody right back in for all the things you, you knew you wanted out of the original title regardless. So. Still didn't pick up. Well, technically, I had picked it up. I just had to play it. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll call up. I wish I could play that game. You have, you guys have no fucking idea. It kills me inside that I can't dive into that, but we'll figure it out eventually. Yep. Well, I guess that brings me to me. Mine was 3D Gunstar Heroes. I don't know if anybody else downloaded that motherfucker, but uh, the fine folks over at M2, who are the absolute best conversion house on the face of the planet, um, uh, they've been doing all of the Sega 3D Classics on the 3DS. They completely rebuilt Fantasy Zone 2. They did all kinds of crazy shit. They made uh, Super Hang-On, the yeah. one that you played incessantly. Yeah, that was M2. Yeah. Um, and they did Gunstar Heroes this year, which is probably, I'd say, the best shooter of that generation, running gun at least. I can't think of anything that beats Gunstar Heroes. That motherfucker is absolutely insane. I love Contra 3, but... Gunstar Heroes is that much better, and what Treasure did for it was incredible. They added, uh, they way they tweak, tweak the graphics to make it work in 3D just makes the game pop and look really beautiful. And you can also switch from the uh, stop and shoot to run and shoot at will. So the two big things in that game that you had to decide when you first booted it up on the Genesis, either you were stuck or you were moving you can now switch on the fly as well as weapons. So what they ended up doing with that game just made a absolute, like, no-joke, 100% fucking classic that much better. I so, yeah. What's up? I really need to get another 3DS right now. <clears throat> yeah, you do. It's six bucks. It is the best six dollar you can spend. Dan, you might want to start downloading that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Resident Evil Revelations is also five bucks right now, and Raid Mode kicks ass. Ooh. So uh, it's a giant download, but totally worth it. Um, that actually brings me to my uh, much like Justin's old hunters. I played a shit ton of survival horror games this year for some no good goddamn reason, and uh, I forgot how good survival horror was. Everything from Sweet Home to Dead Space that I plowed through this year was just an absolute riot. So I'm giving a soft little golf clap to uh, survival horror when it was good. Um, until dawn, I haven't played it yet, but I hear it. It's not survival horror. It's just. Oh, okay. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's but a it's entertaining. It's a, it's All right. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an entertaining, interactive horror movie. Oh. It's, it is a game, obviously, but Can I mean... Can we save this one for later? What? Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't. Oh, yeah, don't. Don't. Well, well, it'll come up. I'm yes. not concerned. Really? I'm concerned about that. Spoilers. <laughs> And yeah, Evil Within, like, all of that was just great this year. But the other remake that I think... Gave the uh, nice little uh, touch and tickle to everybody in this room, except for possibly Dinks. I don't know if you jumped on with us. Was Jamestown Plus, which is by far and away the best fucking bullet hell that's come out in ages. Somehow, Western Studio took on Cave at their own game and made a super accessible and super glorious bullet hell. So I'll throw that one out to the room and let you guys all pick your favorite. Pick your favorite bits and pieces of it. <laughs> well, yeah, you and me, I think we've all played multiplayer together. Like, what I, What did you guys find that I stuck you to it? I didn't play that many shmups before Jamestown, but 
now I feel like I'm some fucking hardcore fan of the genre. <laughs> <laughs> I've played so many games in it now just because you've been collecting so many of them and I'm always stopping by and seeing what's new. And Yep. Oh my god, I've been missing out my whole fucking life. Before this, I mean, the only shmup I really ever got into was the PS2 version of uh, Bug Princess. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Japanese name of that game. Um, but then it was... That was pretty much it, and I liked it. But it was one of those things. The weird thing I is, I don't really know what I'm in the mood for. Fuck it, let me just boot up Bug Princess. It takes like a half hour to beat. But Jamestown has turned me into the hardcore faithful of I'm just gonna sit here on this one level for the next eight hours of my life, and I I'm just gonna move up on the leaderboards. That's it. Yeah. And uh, so far, we have gotten to the point where we are top fifty in all of the two mans. And uh, I have a feeling once we get the Bone Crush and Four Man Squad out, we're gonna do some fucking proper work. Fuck pages. Yes, sir. Do you all have uh, single scores, too? Uh, we all have single scores for the like most part. I'm. Oh, um, uh, most of us are top 200 in the single players. I have I think not gone through I've got single. all of you beaten stuff. except for Croatoa. So you guys got to step Croatoa, up. Croatoa, I think I'm like top 40. You are, and it, I... But that's, all, that, that's the one I studied for eight yeah, hours. I got I, in there I, and I was like, <laughs> this is what shoot 'em ups are? I got 800,000. I got six hours to try and get a mill here and just, yeah, yeah, yeah just I, study it. Just dude, study. I got kicked in the taint so hard on that, I think like two or three weeks ago. I was at 1.3 mil at the Heart of Mars, got it to 99%, and died. So, had I whopped that thing, I would have beaten both your scores, you motherfuckers. <laughs> well, I'm not so if. That's the big thing. It's an if. If. Oh, I didn't even thought of that. What's yeah, up? It's got a platinum trophy, so that's all I've been trying to do. And when it comes to co-op, when I'm playing with uh, Joey, it's... What's like, the hardest trophy on that list to you? Okay, uh, Luge. Remember it off the top of my head. It's definitely the Luge. Possibly the Luge? What's that? What does that involve? It's one of the challenges. You have to take out one of two Dread Sentries. I figured out a quick kill with my ship on it, though. So I think if we four-man it, we can drop it and I'll get the trophy. I don't know, man. I think the Divine Super Gauntlet's way harder. Uh, I've tried. So, I've tried soloing that. I can't do it. No, we can't solo it. But it. we're gonna have to do it together, and I think we can do it. I mean, I I probably could if I just sat there long enough. But <laughs> my patience for playing a single level over and over is immense. But <laughs> yep. That I mean, I sat there one weekend for I think it was like straight up with a few breaks in between twelve hours of just trying to fucking destroy this thing. <laughs> I kept getting to crow a toe. I got to the heart of Mars a couple times, and then I would just crow. It was a, it was it. I would choke. I would die. It would be horrible. I would get pissed. I threw a controller a couple times, probably. Yep. And that's all she wrote on that. I haven't even tried since. It's kind of what burnt me out on the whole game as a whole, just because I got so down on myself on that. But there's so I much really more. I need to get back into it and start uh, trying to plow down and get some good top fifties for single player. Yeah, we're gonna own those leaderboards in no time. I I believe in all of us. Do you know when that game came out? Uh, that game came out... Uh, 2011. 2011 on PC. So that game uh, was somehow four years old by the time it got to us. And uh, by the time it hit us, like it just happened to be right place, right time. Because you were the first one that downloaded it. Yeah, that was just the, like... And I kind of follow you with shoot 'em ups where like, I've heard you talk about a handful of them. And I kind of mm -hmm. get the idea. And I like the idea of like a million things coming at me and being able to dodge it. But... Um, none of the art styles really pulled me in, and even this one was just kind of a little weird. But I like James futuristic uh, Pocahontas game. I get yeah. this, and then I figured out like what a shoot 'em up means and pattern, re you know, recognition and figuring out your boss battles and stuff like that. I'm like, this is like some kind of crate. Is this like Mega Man? But I'm in a ship. But then like bullets are pouring on me. Like <laughs> snappy timing. What is shoot 'em up? I 
Well, yeah, this also kind of speaks to all of us being into the nichiest of niche stuff where we love banging our head against the wall until we get it right. Yep. Nichiest of niche as we just rambled on for 15 minutes about one of the largest, most... more, like, blockbuster games <laughs> that came out in the past gen for, like, 10 years. Yeah, but we also spent 10 minutes talking about a game that, what what's the tally that we found? It was, like, 60,000 players, so 60,000 people play that game on the PS4, yeah. which is a teeny tiny number based on the yeah. 25 fucking million of them that are out there. So, uh, yeah, that's about as that's pretty niche. niche as you're going to get, and I'm totally okay with that, but that was, I think, the one that hit the squad the most. Dane, you should download Jamstown so we can all play together. I actually already have it in my Steam library. I just haven't touched it yet. Oh, you get it off your fucking Steam library and buy it on the PS4. What's the matter with you? Run play with us. Run I'll play yeah. with you on Steam. Okay, there we go. Alright, problem solved. Alright, anything else to add on Jamstown or we want to keep the keep I'll the wheels moving? If it comes to Xbox One, I'll buy it again. I'll buy every version of that game. <laughs> I just love getting the Just because i got to squash my friends no matter where they are. Yep. Friendly to boys are horrible. Yeah, they really are. Well, that brings us to uh, fun one number two, which is the your favorite game that you played this year that didn't come out this year. Okay. So, uh, Justin, you wanna you wanna kick this one? <laughs> uh, I don't have a great answer for this one. I was gonna cheat Jamestown, even though I know you put it on the um, yep. dedicated DLC, but it came out in 2011, and I accidentally stumbled across it. Well, no, um, that's a totally valid uh, valid one to pick if you wanna cheat it, or if you have a secondary yeah. one. Um. I mean, plus, from what I understand, we just kind of, like, they had a DLC and kind of created it up a little bit, but... Yep. Um, so, re- I mean, it's a remaster at the end of the day, but kind of something I just randomly stumbled upon. Um, the other one, I'm kind of cheating both of these. I was going to toss out Balloon Fight. We technically got into it kind of last winter. You can toss out Balloon Fight. Come um, on. We I, all love that game. It, I crossed <laughs> a mill on the 3DS in February, so that was, that was when I was like, okay, I love NES and... and the 10 games I know that are on this console. Um, and and it, previous to 2014 and a half, I had no idea what Balloon Fight was. So. Yeah, and that was a weird one that you and I just downloaded on a whim because we were like, what's two-player on uh, Club Nintendo right now? And that yep. happened to be the thing that had co-op. And, and then friend leaderboards, man. Like, yeah. Be, I just can't stop. Well, that wasn't even a friend leaderboard. We actually had a fucking whiteboard in the house with yep. everybody's score on it, keeping <laughs> track of who was beating who. Analog friend leaderboard. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you keep a lead fight. That's a that's a glorious little game. Well done, sir. What were you going to mention otherwise? Uh, it was that in Jamestown, but oh, okay. technically Jamestown was 2011. I was like 80, so... One of those I discovered in the last 12 months. Dude, that was 86 Black Box. That was one of the first wave of yeah, Nintendo games. Yeah, it was. So uh, that thing is as old school as old school gets for America, unless you're counting Atari, but they can all blow us, because that's the one console that predates all of us. <laughs> now... Is playing the game for the first time have to be this year? No, I, I mean, in my situation, like, say, for example, I wanted to throw out Dead Space. I played it five years ago and never finished it, and I finished it two days ago, so I could pull Dead Space if I felt the urge. So, uh, you've got two people ahead of you, so please feel free to scratch your beard while... Well, no, I already know. I just had to ask that stipulation, because that was either... <laughs> that, that, that either sets the... Or I'd have to think of something new. But since you did that, I already had my... Sweet. Well, Dane, we're running around the room. What's yours? What do you got? That's fine. I kind of have two things that I kind of want to mention. We'll split the time between the two. One is... Um... Better not be Terraria. <laughs> no. Or Minecraft, goddammit. Uh, one, uh, one is Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, um, because it's a fucking way forward game, and it's when way forward does way forward right, and it's not Risky's Revenge, because that was not my favorite. Because that was my first. Uh, director's Cut's really good. 
haven't played that one yet. It's on the PS4. It's good. Uh, they made it playable. Oh, made it playable. That's yep. good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pir- Pirates Curse is just a really fun game. It's just it's charming 32-bit uh, platform. I got it on my 3DS, so it's in it's that neat. cool kind of like eye-popping 3D where the foreground and the background are kind of all separated from each other, and it's just item collecting, and the map design is great. It's just a re- it feels really good. It's like you want to keep playing it more and more. It's a great little Metroidvania, which is also a spoiler for later, because there's After you beat an be island, a lot of Metroidvania. Island and it's only a spoiler now. Yeah, that's fine. And it, it, mm-hmm. and it scratch, scratches some of the itch, because I, as a big Metroid fan, I love backtracking. Like, I will spend hours backtracking if it means one up for my missile bar in Metroid. Yep. And, like, Shantae does a little bit of it, not... A total lot because a lot of people do hate backtracking. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those weird people that really like it. So but that was the one game, and then the other one was uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order, which I played when it came out on the Xbox One. Put it down, and then I got it on a recently on a Steam sale. Played Good it again, game. and I was like, how how does how did everyone forget how to make first person shooters except for Bethesda? Because Wolfenstein: The New Order, in my opinion, is probably one of the best first person shooters of the last four or five years. Oh, what was the name yeah. of that company? Something Machines or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Machine Games. Machine games. Something like that. Yeah. I've never heard of them before, but they're such a, it's, it's everything you want to <clears> Well, yeah, it's like Final right. Form. Like, yeah. if you come out and do it great, come out and do it great. It lets you fucking dual wield guns. And they, like, all. It doesn't matter what fucking guns. You yeah. want dual wield machine guns? Fuck yeah. <laughs> it, lets, it, lets you have, it lets you have fun. And it does and it does a first person shooter without involving either Russia or the Middle East. You, you finally get to kill Nazis again. And I forgot how much fun that was. <laughs> I, I think. With all of your glorious Aryan heritage. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the... <laughs> I think one of the big advantages that it had coming into it is what is one thing that most people nowadays consider a staple in a first-person shooter? Bungie? Call of Duty. Well, regenerating really health and only carrying two guns. Well, those are some things, but a multiplayer. That's true. The problem is when you have a multiplayer, you have to balance it. When you balance it, sometimes balance isn't fun. So when you don't have a multiplayer, yeah, and balance takes time. When you don't have a multiplayer, you can go balls to the fucking wall. I have two machine guns that I physically shouldn't be able to carry in one hand, and I'm walking around slaughtering people fun. Well, it lets you be the baddest motherfucker on earth for 20 hours or however long that yeah. game plays through. And you have a good breadth of like how you want to play the game. You can do it tactically, you can do it stealthy, yes. or yeah. you can just... And you can mix it up, no, like you will, no matter what you do, you'll always be unlocking perks. So you're never like punished for playing one way, because you can switch it up at any point in the future. Yeah. Oh, nice. This is a phenomenal game. No, I did get it though. So it's, I want to play the I think it's even better. It's shorter, of course, so it doesn't... You won't have as many wow moments that you look back and be like, "Oh my gosh, this game's so good." But what? like, as yeah, yeah. I like as a package, it's more, it's even more polished, and there's just more yes in that <laughs> one package. It's <laughs> the only way to really put it. I don't want to like say anything specific because there are some things in that that I didn't know okay. going into it, and I just want you to. Does it lead in like so like ooh Bethesda might make, might make a like a franchise out of it kind of thing? Oh no. <laughs> I think one, of, one of my favorite things with uh, New Order, though, is what they did with the soundtrack. Yes. How they took, like, because it's alternate future, basically. So they took, like, popular tracks, but they're completely remixed with, like, as German tracks. That's cool. So it's, like, songs that you should recognize are now all of a sudden being sung in German in, like, the German techno, so, you know, or something like, you know, so... Bizarro pop culture. Going yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Bizarro yeah. pop culture fix. Uh, and it never takes itself too seriously. No. That's, yeah. But that's, that's all I have to say. I'm going to appreciate it. Nice. I'm for it. Andrew, take it. 
Giddy up, son. What do you got? What was, what category? Uh, a game that didn't now. come out this year that ah. you played this year. Well, going from ultra-violent, almost-make-it-throw-up-at-certain-points with how grotesque it is, FPS game, to a cute little Japanese RPG thing by the name of Reseteer. I played this game on Steam. I don't know if it's available on any other platforms, but I, I know Steam wasn't the first place. I love that game. It was so <laughs> fun. Basically, the whole premise is super interesting because... Uh, the gameplay itself, you go into dungeons and it's kind of like Legend of Zelda, and you have your own party and stuff like that, but um, that's at nighttime. By daytime, and where the chunk of your gameplay is actually spent, is all in your shop. Because basically, you play as the character who runs the shop that in most RPGs you go and buy stuff from. So you set prices, you bargain with people, you can set sales, you can renovate your shop, do all sorts of cool stuff. Um, but the reason that you go out at night to go into these dungeons and to kill monsters and to loot stuff is because you want to expand your shop. You want to get. Like, oh, all of a sudden everyone's insulting your stock. You're not good enough anymore. Well, I gotta go out and kill this badass dragon, get his fucking tail, and then turn it into this kick-ass shield and stuff like that. Or get these, you know, high-level potions because everyone's such a high level now. I, my potions are shit to them now. Um, so it's really cool. The story and the writing and stuff basically just paradise all sorts of tropes and stuff from both Western and Japanese RPGs. Um, but it, it doesn't do it in a way that it's like, haha, I'm trying to be referential and funny. It's actually kind of really cute and charming and the game itself is doing it as it's uh, making fun of it, so it's it, it's got that extra layer of kind of funny to it. I don't really know. It's not the best game ever. It's not the longest game ever, but uh, the charm and the heart and soul that the team put into the game is definitely apparent at every angle, and I really, really loved it. And video games are supposed to be fun, so yep. yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I can't believe you fucking mentioned that. It was between that game and Killzone Mercenary, because Killzone Mercenary is the best level design of any fucking shooter I've played ever. And I really wanted to just gush about it, but Reseteer, I feel, just because of how unique it was, and the fact that it's on Steam so more people can actually play it, mm -hmm. was a more valid choice. Since no one's heard of this, to give you an idea, it, it, Reseteer is basically, if you were to, to play Monster Hunter, get all the cool shit that you collect for the monsters, and then play Adventure Capitalist with all of that yes. stuff. <laughs> That's basically what it is. It makes capitalism fun, how great. Nicely Does done. Does she always say, like, Capitalism Hall or something? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There's a 3DS game that came out not too long ago that Level 5 made that is super similar to that concept. I have no uh, idea what the fuck the name is. The but... only 5 game I can think of right now is Yokai, which is actually really good. Is it? Yokai Watch is, like, wow. I didn't know you were a 10-year-old Japanese child, but that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons, man. <laughs> No, Level 5 is just one of those studios that... It's okay, man. There's a giant Pokemon fan in the room. No, I was a big Pokemon fan and I couldn't get into Yokai. Like, Pokemon has a charm to it that could appeal to more audiences. Yokai is like, you have to be a 10-year-old Japanese kid. Sorry, Andrew. Shit. We're occasionally cold as ice. Paul's not here, so we got to take it on everybody... Yeah, we're gonna spread it out across the room. It'll be all right. <laughs> um, what do you got, son? And can we get to? Do we get to rag on it? <laughs> I really want to rag, rag on it. <laughs> I'll bitch slap you if you rag on this game. Uh, no, this this is a game actually, and the reason why I asked my uh, my question earlier is because I played this game back when it first came out, back in like nineteen ninety something. Oh, um, Ooh, you're jumping on the wayback machine. Yeah, I'm jumping on the wayback machine, um, but. Someone was super fucking cool and got me the DS remake of it uh, for my birthday. Oh, I know where this Wait, is going no, to. I don't know, actually. It's Shit. Chrono Trigger. Okay. I wonder who so, that cool dude was. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, who was that cool dude who gave me that awesome remake? So it was Chrono Trigger. So, 
I fucking love that game. It's an amazing RPG. It's a fantastic game. And I feel, and I think it, it gets credit for what it is, but I don't think it gets enough credit for what it did for the RPG genre. And what it did for a lot of, of games to come after it, not just RPGs. But I mean, we're talking about one of the first games with multiple endings, one of the first games with a morality system, and a morality system that wasn't jammed down your throat with the slider bar next to your character. Yeah, there's no explicit morality no. in that game. Yeah, there is no explicit morality system that it actually states and shows you, but there are consequences to your decisions that you make. Uh, just as a sidebar, uh, Justin's lady friend right now is clapping from afar because he's so crazy. I know. Voted home for that one. She's, got a, C, of it. she's <laughs> got a CIB of it. And she's of got the original. She's got the SNS. Yeah. She's got... I, I, mean, think we, I think we have a guard for her, too. I know she loves it. Yeah. That's a classic. Yep. With the fact that she has a CIB chrono trigger... Yeah, that's, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was one of the first games to ever introduce New Game Plus. Yes. And New Game so. Plus actually made a difference because you can beat that game substantially early before anything um, if you play through on New Game Plus. You can beat it so much earlier than intended for uh, with that system. So, And I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't played it yet, but um, the, I guess like the final stretch, you know, as you're prepping for the final fight of the game... The way you can go about it and is just it's mind boggling what you can do with the mechanics of the game to change how you do the final fight. Nice. So as far as party members go, and I think anyone who has beaten the game knows exactly what I'm referring to. I I'm, the whole game in general has the whole really game cool in yeah. feel. It's really cool. I, the dual attack system was something that really, really fucking gelled. The dual attacks, the tri attacks. Awesome. Yes. Yes. I loved it. Um, it also has a character named Frog. Yes, <laughs> it does. He's, he's an awesome character. Um, I also, it, it was also one of those RPGs where you didn't have to grind. No. You could game... if you wanted to, but the pacing of the game was so well done that you did not have to grind to beat that game at all. Which was, you know, I mean, comparative to a lot of other games that, you know, Square did around that time, you know, the Final Fantasies, there was an aspect where you had to grind to be able to continue to be able to fight certain fights, kill certain bosses, and get through certain parts. Mm -hmm. The pacing in Chrono Trigger did not require any type of grinding, but the game was still, a, like, a good 20-hour experience with its pacing. Which was awesome. I'm going to have to try that game again. I've tried to start it a few times, and I'm shitty at RPGs, and that one seems like something I need to experience in my life. I don't know. Justin, have you ever beaten it? No, I don't think I've ever booted it up, to be honest. Oh, sure. like, yeah. That is that's the same kind of um, thing where you live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally stuck in current gen now. But no, that, that game like has a total Earthbound like mark on it for me where like I hear so many good things about it that it's just like this treasure chest I need to come back to but I'm kind of afraid what if I open it and it's not as good as everybody says and but I same thing like I, I can definitely get through an RPG and I'm due to sit down and play through that at some point we may have to bro down and uh, do the same thing that we did with Axiom Verge and just have playground shit, like <laughs> holy shit dude look what happened whoa <laughs> I got a ginger <laughs> From that, does anybody else have anything for Chrono Trigger? Fuck. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. 
Well, then, continuing on, I uh, I have to be a cheater and also throw two at this one. Um, the first one is Flower. Uh, I had never owned a PS3, so uh, when uh, I saw that it was on PS4, I was like, well, fuck it, this thing looks cool. I love Journey, let's see what it is. And uh, the simplicity of that game, as well as just how beautiful and emotionally... Uh, I don't even know what I'm looking for. Uh, emotionally poignant, it happens to be with you just being a flower petal absolutely blew me away. Because I had watched you play through it, I think, two winters ago, one winter ago. It was yeah. at some point in time when we were all Break stuck inside. Sure. Um, uh, and it, just being able to experience that game for myself absolutely uh, just blew me away. Plus, they, uh, in the in the newer version, added some nice little like secret touches where you could find the find the flow, whatever the hell that squid-looking motherfucker is yep. as you're cruising through a cave. Um, there's just so many ways to go about the levels and so much to experience that that's one that will absolutely stick with me forever. Um, and uh, on another weird note with that game, my brother and I were playing it together, and he got sucked in the same way I did, where it was that like weird emotional tie to a flower petal. And uh, if we all think back, most of us probably had a platformer for our first game like it was maybe Mario 3 Crash Bandicoot Bubsy oh yeah alright sorry that's right around Bubsy territory but um, my brother and I were talking about it, and he has Wait, a... Wait, on the 3DO? On the 3DO. On the 3DO. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, was your, that was really the first game you ever played? That was, it was the first platformer. First platformer oh, you okay. ever played. Okay. Yeah, but going back to uh, the original point is, most of us started off with probably a platformer, and that directly influenced what we played going forward. Nope. And... Uh, Hold your fucking horse, you <laughs> towel. And uh, I have towel. a 16-month-old nephew, so we're going to use him as our favorite little science experiment and let Flower be his first video game and see how that influences what he enjoys as he goes forward. Um, uh, the other one that I had played in the past but never had actually beaten because it's goddamn fucking hard as balls for the first level and a half is Kid Icarus on the Game Boy. Um, of Myths and Monsters is... Just such a huge upgrade above the NES Kid Icarus, and I just flat out adored that game. Um, it's the same squad that worked on the original Metroid, so they're like really weird southern cousins of one another. But So they're dating? Uh, yeah, pretty much. They're... Twice removed. Exactly. <laughs> Apologies to any audience members. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I totally forgot about that. If you live below the Mason Dixon line, we apologize. We still like you. Um, uh, Maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, there's. Uh, Kid Icarus was always a game that I was intrigued by, but because the beginning of that game is so fucking balls hard, and anybody that's ever played a Kid Icarus knows that getting out of the underworld is the most impossible task. And once you finally do, the game's playable, but getting out is just such a kick in the balls. And that was one after banging my head against the wall for hours and hours and hours, I finally got through, and it's just a glorious little, uh, little Game Boy game. Unless you're playing on the DS, then the controls are the hardest part. <laughs> they make... Oh, no, not Uprising. Yeah, the controls oh, in that game. Don't even get me started. I have too small of hands to hold an XL in one hand, and they... I'm so... I... I need to understand why people have so many troubles with those. Oh, it's because I need a small. I need this here. I need that. I'm surprised I didn't put that right there. Right there. See that 3DS right there? Yeah. I need one of those, and then I will absolutely love Kid Icarus Uprising. 
But because I have a goddamn XL and I can't hold it in my teeny tiny little fucking uh, circus hands, it makes it impossible to play. I don't own an XL. That's why I waited for this. Exactly. I needed. I wanted to play Monster Hunter, so I jumped on the XL one. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, we're not all six sixty. It's okay. (laughs) So yeah, those were uh, those were my pair. I don't know if you guys have anything to add about Kid Icarus, but that's. That's the uh, fun, fluffy uh, kickoff part of the podcast. We are creeping up on break time, so we're going to do that fancy thing where we push the pause button, make a bunch of bad decisions, and we're going to come back and have ourselves a good old-timey war. Uh, before, I had one more game I wanted to add to this. Oh, yeah, go nuts. Uh, Destiny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the order. Sean! <laughs> I said the pause button. Sean! <laughs>